Hey, hey, hey! Hello! Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Ooh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional... Professional review on Drag, Drag Race Holland. Holland. Season 2. So, Season let's two. raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Clank. Or as it is today, a cosmopolitan. Clink. Well, it's a really good one. It's um, a really, really good one. Fresh limes. I make the best cocktails. I'm not one to brag. And I'm actually drinking. It's been it's such unusual. a long time. It's been such a long nice. time since it's I've nice. had. It's nice, different, different it's unusual. unusual. I haven't had a drink for the podcast for months. Yeah, because you've been so focused on your performance. Yes. And to those who have congratulated me that followed the podcast, thank you so much. I've seen the comments. Mm-hmm. Um... It was, I'll, I'll give you a brief summary, it was a very stressful, very overwhelming, mm. very fun uh, competition. Emotional roller coaster. It was, in a, I went through, oh my gosh, I was Laganja Estranja. You really, in season in six. Untucked, in season untucked, yeah. I was, I was, okay, yes, I got this, yeah, I got this, and then I'm useless, why am I here? I feel Everyone, very attacked, yeah, and then I'm like, I will be the bird that they want me to be. <laughs> this is my <laughs> and then I was being Gia Gun going, This is the moment that counts. <laughs> so I went through, I went through it. <laughs> uh, if, that, if that is but a fraction of what it's like to be in RuPaul's Drag Race, I don't know how the hell I will cope <laughs> because I did not. I I was oh gosh, Tom, Tom. Well, you performed beautifully, and you deserve every every little bit of of praise that you, you that you get. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, anyway, thank you, and it's good to be having a cocktail in podcasting. Well, yeah, let your hair, let your hair down, love. You yeah, did, I it? like it. You deserve a treat. Um, we are a little later than usual podcasting today because we got into a tussle with Wow Presents Plus. Um, some of our lovely listeners did get in touch. Wilhelmina, Anna. Um, Barney, various people, to because we couldn't get the subtitles, we couldn't get the closed captions. But thank you for your tips and advice and offers of help, guys. We did, we we did at one point go. Do you know what? We got this. Let's just yeah. podcast. Yeah, we did. Actually. Let's just podcast and see how we go. Just and so we everybody did start knows, watching it. We have basically seen not even up to the runway. We we've seen some of it, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. stopped. We gave up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave up because we we just didn't know what was happening. I mean, we thought we were doing a good job, but then we got very, very lost. It turns out we don't know Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> we do know some words. Maida, maida, maida. I found out that means girls, and also dashna. We've known dashna for a long time. Also, arrogant or something like that. Oh yeah, we, we picked up some words like arrogant. Also, heart problem. Heart problem? Which I believe means heart problem. <laughs> we um, And then we saw the fight. And then I think before that's when we kind of gave up. Because yeah. I wanted to know what was happening. And because we were like, we were like, look, let's just wait. They put point, up the closed captures. We were just going to give our interpretation of yeah. what we thought the fight was about. There was lots of gestures. There was references to um, heart problems and telephones. <laughs> And um, arrogant. She, she did something to her. Okay, okay. Oh, yep. She she threw the phone at her. It was oh, very, she's talking. It was she's Campbell talking behind her back. Yeah. Like she's been um, gossiping on the phone, and that's I, why they're fighting. I so. think it was like a Naomi Campbell esque kind of throwing a phone 
at her type of incident. I started to realize and and notice a lot of other things happening in the background more mm-hmm. um, during this experience of mm, trying experience. to um, trying to understand Dutch. And I was like, oh look at this bananas in the in the background, or <laughs> oh look, there's so much other people around. And I'm yeah. like, wow, they're they're really going at it in front of the the crew. And I'm they like, really I are. I really hope. This is not one of those moments. What was the episode where they had a fight in front of the clients? The clients? Um, was it season seven? Um, to, to give me a bit more context, what happened? Oh. There have been ma- many fights on Drag Race. In, in front of like the production team or like the guests or something. I can't remember. I can't was it in it season up. four with uh, the pregnant baby mama's makeover episode? I uh, No, no. That got a bit ugly. No. I don't. So anyway, look, we've got a, we've got it here. We've got closed captions. We can understand what's happening now, and so please excuse our. We are here. We just it turns out we just haven't picked up Dutch yet. I'm sorry. Hola, hola, hola. No, that's not Dutch. No, that's Spanish. Hello, hello, is Dutch. God, we're useless. Why do you guys still listen to us? We're just ignorant. We're very ignorant. Brits, oh, so. ignorant. Oh, that's to me. You're just saying I'm the scum of the earth. Uh, <laughs> Jocelyn Fox. <laughs> you should have been red for that hair, but, but you weren't. So. Even though Gia's hair was really similar. No, no, no. Let's be honest. Jocelyn Fox's hair that it was a look like a bird had made a nest. She'd gone for on her head. Artfully, kind of. No, 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 no. Messy. You're not allowed to call any anything art. I hate when you're like, oh, it's art. No, it's ugly. She and Gia had like the same. That's not Mugler. It's Ugler. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. That was good. Thank Ugler. you. Yeah, I'm yeah. funny, Tom. Yeah. Kind of hilarious. Save control. Save. Use it in the runway later. See if you can find. <laughs> see if you can find a Mugler reference later. There's one every episode. Oh yeah, it's Mugler. And if it's ugly and hodgepodge, what do they say it is? Um, hodgepodge. No, when it's uh, when it's hodgepodge, they're like, oh, this is. Oh, um, Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood. Oh, it's just artfully deconstructed. It's very with it's, Vivian it's Westwood. It's very Vivian Westwood. Very Vivian. Yeah, that's what they. That's how yeah. they get out of yeah. ugly. Now this is going to be a joint podcast. We are going to be talking about the All Stars Six Seven rumored cast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, not only have we just closed the chapter on All Stars Six, he's <laughs> already talking about the people who were approached. So this podcast is going to dedicate some of us, um, some of our conversation will go towards talking yeah. about that cast, what we think, and of course the latter part is going to be the main event, mm-hmm. which is Drag Race Holland Episode 6. So make sure you jump to 28 minutes mm-hmm. if you want to go straight to Drag Race Holland. Otherwise, stay here. We're going to start kikiing about All-Star 7. So, Tom, take it away. I, I think I did see this list a few weeks ago, but you brought it back to my attention of, like, girls who are speculated to have been approached for All-Star 7. No sooner have we got an All-Star 6 out of the way, we have to start thinking about All-Star 7. I will say... It, it, all indications suggest that we won't be seeing All Stars Seven until after next year because there is this heavily rumored There's so much all happening. winners season. So All Stars Seven, I would imagine, would start filming actually next year. But this is the girls that are rumored to be be approached because the filming, the usual drag drag race US slash All Stars filming season is over. So this won't be filmed until next summer. Um, I I don't want to give myself too much of a pat on the back, but. Even before the cast of All Stars 6 was announced, I did actually generate a hierarchy of girls who should be coming up on All Stars in the near future. Basically, top fours and miscongenialities who hadn't been asked yet, that kind of thing, with like a couple of wild cards. And this list is not that dissimilar to what I deduced using my brain. Oh. Yeah. So shall we chat a little bit about these girls? Because they were, and like, I'll name them. 
you tell me what you think, your your emotional gut response, okay? So we'll go season by season. Chanel! I don't know what else she has to give. I mean, I'll just sit and watch Chanel all day, every day, as long as it's season one Chanel, who is beautiful internally and externally and does 57 illusions on the other I want, I want 72 now. Okay, after <laughs> years have... and years, I want more illusions. Do you know what her Instagram is full of? She's really into Christmas. Herself? No, she's really into Christmas. She like does these, like, she plans it all year and does this very elaborate christmas decorating thing at home it's fascinating that's what you do when you live in las vegas i think um season two jessica wild i think jessica's a shoe in i would love to see her so charming she i think her being a lip sync assassin was a bit of a test to see how people responded to her okay i would love to see jessica nicole page brooks would love to see if jessica and nicole page brooks were there that'd be almost all of season two who'd been on all stars only obviously poor zahara has passed on yeah i think that would leave almost everybody else having been on all stars really yeah tatiana's also rumored i don't think we need to see tatiana again no. she had a great redemption on all stars too yeah, got a lot be. more of a fan base i would leave it there uh, Nicole is fascinating as well. I've seen her on Hey Queen. She's so much funnier and more self-deprecating than we got to see in season two. All we got to see really was Raven making fun of her. Did you see her toenails? She's got acrylic toenails on with French tips. <laughs> Thanks, Raven. A um, little bit of a jump then to season five, Coco Montrese. You excited by Coco? Uh, well, yes, because we didn't really get to see her. She was first out. I thought weird. I mean, it's because they wouldn't let her do Janet. Yeah, she was first out. So I would like to see Coco because I don't think, yeah. even though she did come back in All Stars 2, we didn't really get to see her. Absolutely. And I will, again, Coco, I adore proper lip sync assassin. I feel that it is okay for girls who were in All Stars Season 2 to come back. Because, if they were done dirty. Yes, because All Stars Season 2, I felt like they, I felt like it was almost a winning, se- a winning season. It, they had yeah. the Giants. Oh, they it had was, the yeah. Giants in Season 2. So Alaska winning means it really puts her up there as a phenomenal and worthy winner because she won amongst she the really Giants of the, uh, of the Queens that were in there. So I'm not mad at mm. girls coming back, but Tatiana... She redeemed herself from the brat that she was in season two. Yes, she really did. And like, you know, won the talent show. People really rooted for her. Yeah. Um, and she showed the, her glow up with the makeup and as well. And her growth. Yes, yes. Um, the growth that she's yet to have surgically removed. But yes, that was a joke. Um, don't crack your face. <laughs> season six, Adore. I'm happy to see Adore come back. I'm not. No? No. Why? Oh, because she's a quitter. You don't like a quitter. First of all, she quit. There's no reason for her to come back. I don't know why they... I know why they love Adores, because she brings a lot of fans to the show, Mm -hmm. and it's purely viewership that brings Adore. Adore, there was something special about Adore in season six. There was the whole... The naive, the, yeah. she didn't really know her 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 drag power, proper rough and, diamond, yeah, yeah, and and like she was just so charismatic, and she had that youth and that that joy and that spirit and that je ne sais quoi, she je ne sais quoi, she yeah. had it, she had it all. When she came back in All Stars season two, she was that wasn't her anymore. She was a bit cocky 
And it was her cocky and arrogance that told that made her go, do you know what? This isn't for me. But simultaneously, I'm allowed to, I, I can leave because so I've fragile. got a good life. Mm. I can leave because I've got my fans. And she, she it was a bit, it was a bit arrogant. I honestly think it was another case of, you know, a lot of these girls love their weed and if they don't have access to it. I, I honestly think, like, for the first time in years, they're exposed, apart from being in a pressure cooker anyway, they, they don't have the, you know, the stuff that they used to self-medicate with. Um, and they're feeling really a, a rollercoaster emotions. That's pretty much what happened with Laganja in All-Stars, in, in season six. Also, um, Adore was supposed to, well, she was, have, she was supposed to be on All-Stars 6, I think with Laganja, but then she said something about the setup of the talent show or the talent she was going to do uh, meant that it wasn't going to work out. And so she declined. Adore. Yeah, Adore. But like, I think Laganja was supposed to be on it as well, but like she ended up being a lip sync assassin and they would have had stakes. They would have had a storyline. It would have worked really well. Mm. Um, moving on anyway Adore you're not excited to see her again I, I kind of agree with you I don't see what else Adore is going to give us she's so successful in the real world um, season 8 Thorgy yes oh, absolutely can we bring Thorgy back oh, every Jesus. season actually gross oh my god uh, I've just caught up on I've binged and you have as well um, Purse First Impressions which is just Bob and Thorgy oh, I could guys to please check day. it out it's such good entertainment their chemistry is amazing if you need a reminder of how wonderful both Bob and Thorgy are just watch them they're on YouTube they're free to watch also we just finished the last Purse First and then Bob says that mm. she won't be reviewing Drag, um, yeah, Drag so Race UK 3 because of a throat surgery. No, 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 no. Hold the hell up. <laughs> I know th- I know a thing or two about throats. <laughs> I know a thing, a thing or two about nodes, about nodules, about whatever it is. She's never said anything about having any throat issues. This has come out of the blue. I feel... That there is something, maybe she's part of International All Stars. Uh-huh. Maybe she's a judge. There's something, there's something happening. Like she does not have throat surgery. So what? There was Adele the, has done interviews with a board. There was a bit of an evasive quality when Thorgy asked some follow up yeah. questions. It was like, oh yeah, I got throat surgery. Blah blah. It's moving on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you don't want to talk more about this throat surgery? No, lies. But, she's on. She's there's something happening. She must be on All Stars. Liza Minnelli. Lies. Yep. We love you, Bob. Hope the throat surgery and the comes goes well. Uh, Layla McQueen. Yeah, I could gone see too Layla. Soon. Yeah. Gone too soon. She's she's um she's a makeup artist on um the drag, not drag you, the other one, Celebrity Drag Race. So you know she's got great skills. Clearly she's in with Wow. I think Layla's quite likely actually. Um, season nine. Um, Alexis Michelle. I'd love to see Alexis Michelle again. The producer. The producer of Drag Race, Alexis Michelle. I would like to see her back. She's super talented. She got. A, they couldn't find a villain in season nine because it is RuPaul's best friend race until the reunion. And so Michelle got the nearest, Alexis Michelle got the thing that's nearest to a villain edit. So she got a bit of a raw deal. They played up her delusion a little bit, but the girl is talented and she's Jan's drag mum. So she's got like that kind of renewed storyline mm-hmm. going on. Um, I'd like to see her back. I'd love to see her. Kimora Black. Ka. Okay. No, Kit Mora, not Camp Mora Hall, who I would actually love to see again. I mean, no. I don't see what Kimora is going to bring. There was she nothing was... that left us wanting more. We got her. She was beautiful. We got who she was. Yeah. That's it. 
I don't think that she needs to come back. I know she found a bit of like success and a bit more of a fandom and that thing she did with Derek Barry, the kind of like, wait, her? Is that what it's called? The kind of like queens with questions where they both played dumb. This it, is it, nothing. it wasn't really quite my cup of tea. Peppermint, yeah, I'd love yeah, to see Peppermint yeah. again. Bring bring it back. A lot the, of people although sleep. I'll be honest, I think if you made top three, I feel like you've had enough time in your season oh, no. to have a, I have a show. I disagree. Yeah. I think there are so many top four queens who have so much more to give. Um, Peppermint, yeah, fab. A lot of people would see Peppermint as like the winner, supposed to be the winner, you know, her season. There's a lot of backing for Peppermint to, to come back for All Stars. Season 10, Asia O'Hara, yes. I've been waiting for Asia for a while. Hmm. super talented great all-rounder um she was unfortunately there was the incident that we've never spoken about since i think she needs to come back yeah she because does because like shay coolay with the finale yes. and the pedals mm-hmm. her pedals are butterflies but and she has been scarred with that yeah and that is everyone's last memory of asia o'hara and you almost forget that asia was a contender Asia, People forget that Asia yeah. O'Hara was actually a contender for the crown. It was between Definitely. her and Aquaria. She was amazing throughout. People don't remember that. All people remember is the awkward lip sync. And I can't even watch it again. It's one of the most awkward moments on TV. I can. It gives me life. Oh. I know those poor butterflies died, but it gives me life. Um, mainly when you see that clip of Cameron at the end being like, what's going on when she's rubbing her arm and looking down at the floor. Yeah, this is awkward. I think I think Asia deserves that redemption, to be honest. Yeah, she does. The other one who is supposed to be in it is Cameron. I don't no, know what no, else Cameron has no. to give. Cameron is a pretty girl. She's a good, great performer, whatever. Yeah. I don't think she will because she went off at Wow Presents. She went off at RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. So I think that she was probably approached, but I, look, I don't. I don't get it. I, I get the appeal. She was too... She was too produced in the sense that... Yes, self-produced, she, yes. She, she only wanted people to see a certain side of her. She wouldn't let herself go. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, all, all the girls say it. They say it all the time. Cameron Michaels, you are a different person when mm-hmm. the cameras are off. The girls caught her out in the reunion. And so if all we're going to see is another produced version of Cameron, the cute boy with the muscles, who, let's be honest, she doesn't have that body anymore. Well, it takes a lot of work and a lot of um, probably artificial help, I would imagine. She doesn't have that body anymore. She's not I don't bulky. know. I've not been really paying attention what to What I'm saying is that she's not going to let us see her. If, she's, if it's going to be just the same thing as before, then, I mean... Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think Cameron got a bit of a push for being a cute boy, yeah. basically. Yeah, she got the Pearl Syndrome, yeah. Absolutely. I think Pearl is far more intriguing than Cameron. No, but she got a push. Pearl got a push. Yeah, yeah. She got a bit of a push, but she's got a point of view. She's got an aesthetic. But Pearl got a push. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Can you stop attacking me? I'm not Pearl. I'm not. I'm just telling you Pearl got a push. <laughs> uh, season 11, Nina West. Yep. Nina West for me would be the winner. She's the only one from season 11, which is fine because we've just had four season 11 girls. Nina West is phenomenal. An amazing performer, amazing creative. And you know what? She's just someone that I want to know. She's just that girl who a, a bit of extra polish. She's like the white Latrice. Yeah, she's a genuine soul. Yeah. She really she really wants to spread love and she wants Sorry, to do that. Sorry, the white Latrice from season four, not from More Stars. Season four Latrice was a, a lovely, lovely human being, but with the right amount of edge. Thing is, is, Nina does like that edge. She's not got that pinch of salt, you know. She's a very, she's a sweetheart, but she's very lovable. She doesn't like confrontation at all. 
Oh, absolutely not. The thing is, Nina, and this will have happened. She'll have had an upgrade with her runways and she'll be a bit more polished. The padding will be better. The makeup will be better. I'd love to see that for Nina. The other one that I'd love to see is from season 11 is Sugar Cane. Then season 12, Heavy, according to this. You know, these are all speculated girls who've been asked. It's about 20 girls. Season 12, uh, is Gigi good? Yeah. Yeah. Has she got more to give? No. Mm, so there we go. Although I guess, you know, Gigi has recently um, spoken openly about her transition and she now identifies as non-binary trans person. Um, so, you know, that might add an extra dimension to her character because she was a little bit kind of, you know, I don't relate to you. I think I think when I think back to Gigi, I just thought you're so young and so talented and you seem so invulnerable. I don't think I get you. Do you know what I mean? I really love the Gigi. I truly say, and I think I remember this, Gigi, for me, was the winner for season 12. Mm, I mean, you know, she had the best track record. Um, she had the best finale um, video. She had the best finale three-way lip sync. She didn't have the best um, storyline. Um, I don't care about storyline. I'm, I'm looking at the talent. I'm looking at what was No, no, doing. no. It's very, very important storyline. You, you need to be a worthy winner. She um, is a worthy winner. I think I think there were certain, and I will always maintain this, or at least two challenges somebody else could have won and maybe was more deserving. Okay. I think Jada was more deserving of the win in the ball, and I think Jan was more deserving in the win of the Madonna, cha- Madonna challenge. Let me just top up because... Um... Oh, can you hear that, guys? ASMR. What am I doing, Tom? Um, you are Tell the children. shaking up the Cosmopolitan to have a little top-up. I've yet to have a top-up, I will say. You that. just topped up before we podcasted. Okay, whatever. Um, Crystal. Crystal Method. Um, I, I could see Crystal back. I don't know. Am I excited to see Crystal back? Yeah, I think she's such a like artist and so intriguing. I'd love to see what she comes up with next with more resources. Yeah. I think that'd be so interesting. Britta, I'd love to see back. I think Britta needs I redemption. I want them to do Britta Justice. correct. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know what? There's someone in the production team that just hates New York Queens. Oh, absolutely. That's Jan, Britta. I mean, Tina Burner. Tina Burner, all of right? them. Right. Yeah. There is someone in the production team that hates New York Queens. Do you know what? And Maybe it's the whole tall poppy syndrome. Oh, it's very that. It's, it's very that. All the New York Queens are so full of themselves and so confident. Not full of themselves. They're so confident. People are so intimidated by that that mm-hmm. they want to bring them down a peg or two just because. I, and yeah. I feel like... I, I feel like... When you talk to other queens, the way that they talk, like, for me, one of the queens that speak honesty is Bianca Del Rio. Oh, yeah, yeah. She hates everyone equally. So when she says, <laughs> Equal when she says something sincere, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's wisdomous. Yeah. It's truth beyond words. So she has said the thing about, um, she said something about Tina Burner, saying that Tina Burner is a true icon. Yeah. We've got people like Bob the Drag Queen that says that Britta is New York icon. Absolutely. You hear these queens talking about them outside of their being overly produced and like pushed and prodded i really feel that britta has more to give i totally agree has much more to give yes and i want them to do her correct completely agree completely agree would love to see britta back heidi and closet i think heidi's got a similar sort of charm to chi chi devane in the sense that she's you know charming and lovely but went in without many resources uh, and an amazing performer and dancer. So I think I think it'd be great to see Heidi back with more resources. She's on the up and up. She's got loads of followers. You see her everywhere. I'll She's be doing honest, really well. I don't think that Heidi has anything more to give. Okay, 
Okay. I think people. She is a fan favorite, and I think I think she'll she'll be brought back because she is a fan favorite, and we love her. But like Chi Chi Devane, may she rest in peace. Of course. Um, she's, she's, she's. We we saw the best of her, and her best is amazing, but not in this competition format. And this format and this it's not going to bring out the best of Heidi. I think you know challenges that showcase charm. Where she excels, like you know, branding challenges, yeah. Improv. So, make a YouTube channel and let us fall in love with you there, where you can give it to us your own way through your own self, not through the lenses of other people and not in a competition format. She's doing really well, whether she comes back or not. She's also, Britta, if you do come back to All Stars, I want to say this, and I've said this with all my heart. You, you said before the show came out and the promos and everything, mm-hmm. I was rooting for you because you were talking about being a Polynesian princess mm-hmm. and I'm Polynesian myself and of I course. really wanted to see the Polynesian representation. In the show, there was nothing about it. You mm-hmm. you did not to do anything Tongan, which is your Polynesian. You did not represent anything Polynesian mm-hmm. at all. And I don't even think you did that in the finale. Um, I don't remember her doing like a traditional Tongan no, so Look. don't, so don't just because that is your key selling point. Like, don't say it and then not represent. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, basically. they represent it because I was the whole time I was waiting for you to give to to teach everyone about our culture about po- Polynesia, and you didn't do it. And I'm like, you're the. I mean, you're not the first Polynesian. We have to remember Latrice is Polynesian, she but is. she didn't do it either. Maybe, Latrice didn't do anything about Polynesian. Um, culture or drag maybe it's down to you to launch your career finally as visa decline visa the i might have to tom yeah but you know if european championships is an indicator i'll get the laganja edit i am so emotionally unstable i am up i'm down i'd better crumble a bit of lithium in your tea or something i'm like a burpee i just don't know what i'm doing i'm there's two more girls from season 13 before we move on to the episode um olivia lux there's the thing about Olivia Lux is that we saw her and I think eventually we got sick of her quite quickly. I agree that Olivia, even within her own season, kind of ran out of steam. It was a long season. Um, she's super talented. I think if Olivia were to come back, I'd like to see a bit more reality from her and not the veneer that we saw. Yes. Yep. And last but not least, Candy Muse. <laughs> like... Candy would be a great antagonist and firecracker on any reality show. Um, again, has she got a lot more to give? Mm, not sure. I feel like Candy did it all really on season thirteen. I think th- season thirteen was so long. I don't and so recent. I don't necessarily feel we need to see any of them right now, apart from somebody who'd need a true redemption, like Tina Burner. Yes, replace replace her. With Tina Burney. Because Candy made it to the end, and actually, even though she got a Candy push... Candy made it to the... She was in every single episode yeah. of season 13. Yeah, she got a push in the first half of the season, but then by the end of the season, I think we were glad to see her along for the ride. And she Candy was a, is good TV. She's great TV. Uh, I I think it, it's like, again, though, who, should, who would she have stakes with? Like, it'd be best to put her on, like, with... Bring Aja back again, maybe, for an All-Stars 3 redemption. <gasps> Oh, Aja La Beja. She's Aja La Beja now. And also officially identifying as a trans woman as well. Yeah, it's all going on. Everybody's finding their truth. It's great. It's wonderful. 
Love to see lovely. it. Yeah. Love to see people embracing their physical and mental well-being and their spiritual well-being. Ash has been on a real journey. She's really open about her religious beliefs now as well. She worships um, uh, a African deity called Ocean, who Beyonce referenced in a performance once. She's like a, a deity of like sensuality and water. Beautiful. I mean, this quickly became a joint podcast about our All Star Seven. <laughs> so I might need to put a disclaimer <laughs> in our title. It's uh, All Star Seven Rumored Cast <laughs> and Drag Race Holland Episode yeah. Six. Should we crack on with the episode now? We should. So it's okay. 27 minutes. Um, <laughs> wow. Should we just get into it? Yes. Let's, let's watch. Now, we're starting off with saying goodbye to the Countess. We are. And the winner was Vanessa Van Cartier. It was, yes. And that's kind of it. You know what's cute? They're reading the mirror message. <laughs> and the last thing that they think that Vivaldi wrote, I don't know what they said, but it says... Countess. It says something the Countess wrote. And it was something along the lines of, um, take care and juices. Juices. Oh, and juices. They, yeah, they said juices. The, the <laughs> subtitle said juices, as in like orange juice. And I was like, juices? Do they mean juices? She's just thinking about their nutritional intake, you know. Yes. Well, you know, juice is very high in sugar. She loves a juice fast, does the Countess. Mm. Well, Andrew's box from Canada. Oh, yes. And maybe Juicy Couture. Maybe it was like, hey, Juicy Girl from Canada. Hey, International Sister. And also Juicy Couture from this season, first mm. out. Um, bye bye, Countess. Gorgeous, stunning, beautiful so chic didn't really deserve to be in the bottom last week but there we go absolutely not um there we go we're moving on and so we've got let's just remind ourselves of everybody's sort of positions kita as ever is in the lead two wins no bottom two placements vivaldi and vanessa are in similar placements having never been in the bottom two and have one win each okay. puni has one win and one bottom two placement which i think was undeserved last week absolutely she's not been anywhere near you. I'm there with you. And Tabitha has no wins, none for Gretchen Wieners. I mean, that is ridiculous. Is it? <laughs> My non-biased opinion about <laughs> Tabitha is that they are just after her. She's only been in the bottom two once, and I think she should count her lucky stars. I love Tabitha, but in terms of her performance in this game, she's lucky to have been in the bottom two, or bottom three rather, Tom, once. Tom, my psychic energy... Yeah. It's telling mm -hmm. me that there's something brewing uh, between Vivaldi and Vanessa. And I'll oh. tell you why. Oh, really? Vanessa won. Why did they make it a point? Why did Kita make, or was it Kita or Puni? Why did she make it a point to say, Vivaldi, how do you feel about Vanessa winning? Mm. Well, they did have a little spat earlier in the season, didn't they? Remember, there was that moment. It, what it shows to me is that that tension has carried through. It mm. wasn't squashed and, you know, like, okay, look, we talked about it. We squashed it. Hey, let's just move on. There must be some sort of energy that's been carried on. Yeah. There must be. They, they, I mean, if the other contestants are feeling it and they have the nerve to bring it up. <laughs> the gold, the gumption. I mean, then you, and then she, and then Vivaldi's response was, ha, die, bitch, ha, just jokes. But, you know, you know what? they really mean is, true word well i'm not joking i'm actually hoping for death oh gosh she, what, she went right there didn't she? she she went right so i'm just thinking that okay I, i'm seeing that play across so early in the episode what i recall from the previous dispute was that um vanessa found vivaldi a certain way on camera in a certain way 
off camera and she was a bit annoyed i guess just thinking about dynamics and stuff that ain't how you talk when the camera's <laughs> on here and when michelle brought it up on the main stage and let me came and came out and talked to you about it who am i you're a door thank yeah, you thank you better a door than a window um <laughs> And then uh, Vanessa, Vanessa's quite a matriarchal. We know that she's Andy Peru's drag mum, and we know that she's a highly experienced queen. And she's Miss Continental. She's Miss Continental. Which is a title. Oh, it's a thing. It is it's a the thing. title. And Vivaldi is kind of like the the kind of ingenue, the kind of upstart of the competition, who's had a lot of praise. And I think I think we've said a couple of times, actually, we don't get Vivaldi in the way that the judges seem to get Vivaldi. Yeah. For example, last week, I think we with I think we placed her bottom, but the judges did not agree. She was one of the first girls to be safe. There we go. Um, so I th- I wonder if a little bit of it is confusion and a bit of resentment on Vanessa's part. Oh, absolutely. I wonder When if- you've been in the game for years mm-hmm. and you feel a sense of, there is a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And, and also because she comes with a title. Yeah. She's like, I'm not brand new. I don't even feel like I should be getting any crit- critical judges. Do you <laughs> yes. know who I am? Yeah. I feel like Vanessa's standing there going, none of you can judge me. Uh-huh. I'm above all of you, and only, even only you Judy three. Judge me. I feel like have you? Should we, I mean, if I was sure, I'd be like, have you almost continental? Have you almost? <laughs> have you? Oh, I, that's what I'd be like. Okay, they give me critique. Oh, well, you know, when I won Miss Continental, uh, yeah, they, they actually really loved what I'm doing right now. I actually wore this when I won Miss Continental. Have it's you like, heard of that? Th- thank you, thank you very much for that critique, Marika. Um, when did you? When Miss Continental what again? Year? Was what it, year was it? I really can't place it. Because um, I don't remember. Do you know what the biggest thing is? She actually stood there the and goes and started reading them back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, my turn. I feel like your hairline could be, and I really feel like that outfit is. Really, you know, that's what I want to see. I'm like Miss Vanessa. You are the one. Your lace line looks like barf. Your wig looks like it was dunked in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> your shit, your makeup, shit, your brows are shit, your shit. I would never say that. I would never say that. I think the other thing potentially is that I think Vivaldi, you know, potentially as a young person who's like really excited to be on the show and getting so much praise, maybe is exuding a little bit of too big for a boots type energy. That's it. But that's exactly it. Mm. These young queens, and like, good on you for your youth, good on you for being so creative and. There has to be some sort of jealousy that they're allowed to express themselves so mm. young when you were part of a movement yeah, that led that's the other to thing. you being yeah. here. Yeah. Let's be honest, Vanessa's been around for ages. Vanessa's been around for years when there was no RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. She was here when maybe midway through a show, bricks were being thrown at the clubs. Mm-hmm. There's, there's hate marches. She's being beaten up. or she, you know, she, Her friends have, have lost out to age. She's come from a she's, very different she's, time. Yeah, exactly. She's come from a different time. And to see someone come in and not really pay the respect mm-hmm. to the queens who actually helped you get onto a show like this. Yeah. And also not just there who think that they are better than you or on your level because some judges who haven't won Miss Continental <laughs> say that you're shit. That you're all that in a bag of chips. Bag two chips. pieces in a biscuit. I mean <laughs> I, I can understand the resentment there. There's also other elements like we know that Vivaldi comes from a very supportive family. We saw her lovely mum last week. Maybe Vanessa doesn't have that. You know, it was very telling that Vanessa's partner was there, not no, not her parents. So, you know, I'm speculating there, I guess. I mean, there's a lot. So there's all that. There's all. There's a whole bunch of things mixed in here, I think. It doesn't even stop there. The next day, they ask the question, who's going home? 
Evanessa's like. <laughs> did she? Can you mind? She had a lipstick. She? she had a lipstick. She put on lipstick. And she was like Vivaldi. <laughs> she literally did that. You know, like milk. I was, I was really like. So who do you think should go? Mel Vivaldi. She was already there. She was there. Um, discuss. Can we? Can we ever talk about that? How you're allowed to think things, but you don't say it unless. Unless you're trying to call something out. Well, Unless sometimes, you're trying to create a moment. Sometimes you're asked a direct question, which may or may not have been prodded by the producers. And if you want to get some airtime on Drag Race and play the game, you've got to say something. I would say there's a difference between giving an unsolicited opinion and giving your opinion when asked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she was asked. What's your favourite colour? My favourite colour is, I think, the whatever you're wearing tomorrow when you go home with Aldi. <laughs> That's my favourite colour. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Hmm. Um, I just feel like there's definitely grudges being held. And this is the second time in the first five minutes we've had a discussion. I'm thinking there's going to be something. We had a little break from it for a couple of weeks, didn't we? But it's back with vengeance now. Yeah. So Fred comes in. In his ringleader jacket, he looks like Britney Spears in the circus video. Oh, he looks like Hugh Jackman and The Greatest Showman. There's that too. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay, great. Diverse references. Thank well, you. Well, it's, it's a musical. <laughs> so it, we have a classic um, let's get in at more pit crew members mini game, mini challenge. Um, do you know what? I, I just think that there's, um, you know, it's a, real, it's a case of, you know, cisgender gay men being objectified again i think it just has to stop i think think you know we're an oppressed underclass and I mean, this kind of not this gay. kind of mistreatment just has to stop i just felt like there wasn't enough i'm, I'm being facetious by the way there wasn't enough representation agreed it was quite a white well for, well it's holland well i, I guess really, we, we i think they're really reaching in their agency books for like we actually don't know a lot about the demographics when it comes to ethnic groups i wasn't talking about ethnic groups tom i was talking about butts oh now, oh i i struggle <laughs> i struggle i ha- i have a i'm gonna i want to be honest with you mm-hmm. because you're my friend and i feel like i, I feel like being open you're gonna bear your soul you. i bear i have a i have a thought <laughs> i have a thought not a butt. I have a thigh butt. It's literally it goes straight from my hips to my thighs. There is there's nothing there, and I'm and I'm at peace with that. I'm, I'm not at sure peace you are because it comes up regularly. But I, I got triggered when I saw this <laughs> challenge today when um they had to guess the emojis and all the emojis were on the ass and I just felt really triggered. I'm like, all of these guys have asses and I'm like. Can there at least be one person with a thought? Like, can I... I want to see myself in this pit crew. I want to see myself on TV. And they all had really nice butts. I think they were posing to, to poke out their bottoms. Tom, they were posing. You can't pose. This, it wasn't a side sort profile. Of some arched backs there, you know. Tom. Tom, stop trying to make me feel better. I'm trying. Because Tom doesn't have this problem. Tom, I didn't, is, Tom is that person I'm talking about. Actually, I'm looking right at you when I talk about the representation, Tom. I've actually dropped my pants and I'm exposing my bottom to I them right now. I just feel like there needs to be more representation of my, my people. With, um, the thut people. The thuts. I was like, what the thut? There is nothing there. <laughs> well, there's too much there. And I don't see myself in, this, in that ass. Can't relate, eh? So that's all I have to say. I'm, and then, I'm really, really sorry that your people aren't being represented here. Well, and I, mean, I think we should get in touch with Fred and you. have a little thing. I, I think really, you know, where can we make some change? Let's just get in touch with 
all me. The... Put me on TV. Put you on TV. Put my put my fat on TV. Okay. Yeah. I I will gladly stand there. It's about time we saw. Imagine if, if, if I was in a challenge and they put the emoji on my hips, thinking it's my ass. <laughs> They're like, that's not my ass, that's my hips, how dare you? I, anyway, let's move on. No, you won't agree with this, but you've got a lovely little bottom. I want a little, that's the issue, it's the little. <laughs> I wanted Nicki Minaj big. I wanted a Carrier Davenport big, okay? That's you want, what I want. Trinity the Tuck big. Exa- I, that, that's what I'm after. Am I asking for too much? No, I don't think so. So they do this challenge, Puni wins, and then we get uh, what's revealed that the maxi challenge is something called Coffee Coffee Made, which is an autocue live television, kind of breakfast television We've show. seen this a couple of times, haven't we? Some sort of breakfast TV-oriented challenge with an autocue. Yes. Then the first time we probably saw it was um, uh, season three. They did two different breakfast challenges with autocues and stuff. Oh, yes. Drumper, yes. Uh, Raja, Delta, Jada, Shangela. Um, we saw it in season nine. We did a good money, but we've seen it on the UK as well. Although the UK one was more, was there much auto cue? Is it more improv? No, it was both. It was auto cue and yeah. improv. So we saw it in UK season two. Uh, and I was seeing it in Drag Race Holland. So uh, we get to see that Puni winning. She chooses her role and then everyone else Fights it out. Puni makes herself quite central as like the main hostess, doesn't she? Good on her. Um, Vanessa. It felt felt like Tabitha. She like sequentially said, oh, "I'd like to be the medium. Oh, I'd like to be the, the hostess." And she was just like knocked back each time by louder voices. Yes, yeah, and he's okay. Cool. I, I want to be the sports person. I want to be the cleaner. I want to be the sound person. Oh my gosh! I, I, want, I want to be the person that does their clapboard. Can I get something here? She's like, "What is not taken? Can I have it?" Right, sorry, Tabitha. No. Like she settled. The girl yeah. settled for what no one else was taking. Um, so the, what else we do know is that Vanessa is the medium, the Mystic Mag. And um, as as predicted, Keita was chosen as the co-host because Puni and Keita. This is the first time we're seeing them proper Jesse and Jamesing, though. Proper double acting, I think, yeah. to yeah. my mind. I think it's going to be great. I, it's going to be I great. I think them to being the powerhouses that they are will be fine. Yeah. Tebita is a boisterous performer She's a comedian isn't she? who i think will excel in everything now we don't want her to pull a um was it jenny lemon where I she just loved jenny lemon in that challenge where she just um actually you're right i loved jenny it the judges didn't good. get the judges her, didn't get her. her i really enjoyed her performance there what that was yeah. about was the her and sister sister being friends plot line they wanted them both to be in the bottom together otherwise veronica green should have been in the bottom Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They probably should have been sister and Veronica. And now she's back, back for back, UK back, back, season back three. She is. I mean, after the finale look she pulled for season two, I felt like they should have just withdrew her card. They should have been like... The okay, kind of Sailor you know Moon type one. No, I did not like it at Ms. all. Miss Marvel. The same way that Ginger Minch wasn't given the win because of her entrance look. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Should we give it to Ginger? You know what? I would give it to Ginger, but do you remember what she walked in? You mean the avant-garde, John Galliano-inspired Toad Tom. costume? That was not avant-garde. That was... The- you need a COVID test because you've lost your sense of taste. That was <laughs> oh, disgusting. You, how long have you been sitting on that one for? Not long, Tom. <laughs> Something about this cosmos really getting it's me. Really getting your juices <laughs> flowing. Really my juices isn't it? flowing. Okay. Oh, it's really got <laughs> not the straight man anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I just want no, don't, don't. That that look was not avant garde. 
She, but, it, was, it was having bodyguard, seen it, like, keep it away from me. She looked a bit like she looked a bit like a beast was transforming. No, no, no. She looked like a beast. She looked like a beast. Full stop. Period. No, remember the, tra- the Transformers who turn into animals. Beast Wars. She looked like a frog. One. I of know those. what you mean, Tom. But I think you. Would, yeah. No. Just beast. Okay. Let's have a look at this rehearsal. See how it goes. All right. Let us discuss Coffee Made. We've seen it. Coffee, Coffee Made. I'm going to assume that it's like UK season two, where they didn't show the actual production and judging. Mm-hmm. They went off the rehearsals, but. There was so much editing done within these um, this rehearsal yeah. that I think that this is actually going to be the main thing. This so probably we the just finished discuss, product. Yeah, should yeah. we discuss this here? Now, Kina Minaj and Puni, um, my little Puni, I think that they were a good team together. I think when when it comes to challenges like these, yeah, the challenge is who can look who can look the most silliest, but not show that they're embarrassed. Yeah, I the, feel like there's a lot of that kind of like braving, looking ugly in a bit of comics. Exactly, thing, they're isn't brave. There? They're brave. Very, very brave. Looking ugly, they're so beautiful, the... and yet you dare to look ugly. That's like, it. And then they want to challenge. But that's. I think that's what it is. It's not about the beast acting. It's who can look the silliest, who can look the stupidest, and not make me feel uncomfortable watching it because I feel uncomfortable when they feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I always. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, we, we did catch a glimpse of this earlier without the subtitles. I'm not sure the subtitles helped me to follow what was going on a lot more. Um, maybe a little bit. I did, I did find myself a little lost and confused. It's probably because I'm, this is probably referencing quite heavily a lot of very Dutch themes, a Dutch TV programme, and I'm probably just not getting it in that way. But, we can, but we've seen a lot of breakfast television shows, so we kind of know the, gist, the gist of it. So there's the hosts... Uh, I think that the hosts were fine. They were crazy, kooky, and I won't know because I don't speak the language. I won't know if Keita Minaj's voice would eventually get very hard to listen to. Yeah, but she, made, she I, made a choice with that voice. Yeah, for me, I didn't. It didn't bother me because I was reading subtitles. But I'm wondering if I was hearing someone in English speak that way, would I be like, "Okay, girl, I'm over it." It's a bit shrill. It's a bit shrill. Um, and I guess Puni had this whole thing going on where there was something going on with her vagina throughout the whole thing. Turned out at the end she had a coffee cup up there. I mean, that happens all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Just I, another day, really. I, th- I think they were pretty solid. I think, you know, probably to me, Puni was a bit more solid than Kita. I think Kita was slightly overshadowed. They were giving, again, very Jesse and James with their hair colours. They were very Team Rocket. Um, I, just, I just saw them as one unit, to be honest. It's hard to distinguish really... them. I just, I do think that Puni, maybe, maybe Puni is recognizing that Keita is the front runner and she needs to work harder in these situations. I felt like she was giving a bit more. Again, I just see one unit. I don't think anyone was better. Do you know what? That's okay. That's okay. We can agree when to I look, disagree. Let's look at um, Tabita and Vivaldi. I want to mm-hmm. say that I think Tabita took the best feedback and applied it immediately every she, single she time. She did a lot of feedback, though. Probably the most out of anybody. Yeah. But she didn't let it fluster her. She applied no, it every yeah. single time. And I think that's that's a sign of a, a, a professional. Professional? Professional. I got this whole thing was about, you know, it was like an infomercial about this special comb, hit comb that makes your head, you know, the higher the heaven, the closer to, sorry, higher, higher the hair, the closer to heaven, as they say. So they're going for, um, I think I kind of like got Tabitha's character. I don't know why she was in a prison outfit. Um, I think it's enough for just some 
it's juxtaposition towards happy and sad. Is it? The, ah, look, this is the before and this is the after. I think you're being quite generous there. Um, the Valdi, um, yeah, like she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vivaldi was fine. She was fine. I think Tabita was fine. I think Tabita needed a lot of directing. Yeah. I don't think that this this kind of shot, this kind of maxi challenge doesn't really need us to really get into it too much. Not it's, too it's, much. Everything has to be taken really at performance and face value. Um, when I look at them two, I'm like, they did the job. Uh, Tabita was a bit a bit weaker only because she needed direction, but she gave it a hundred. Uh, Vivaldi was great. Now let's look at Vanessa. I think that Vanessa was overly extra psychic, but come on, that's it's probably what, they what are. was called for. To be honest, yeah. I did wonder if you know because I, when I think of psychics, the psychic in the UK who was very uh, famous when we had like when the National Lottery first came out here called Mystic Meg, and I think she's like a real go-to for like your archetype of a psychic mystic in the UK. I wondered if Vanessa was going for the Dutch equivalent of mystic meg with her characterization i don't know i I think vanessa was funny i think she improvised uh there were some funny bits in the different voices she was very extra but i think that's what was called for yeah she was very extra yeah to be honest i can't say based on this who i think is going to be a winner this week i think for psychic meg i think one way that she could have played it is (laughs) very stone cold face well i think mystic meg was very like this was like and somebody who owns a Rottweiler will be winning a significant amount of money today. If you have just discovered that your spouse would be having an affair for approximately 10 years, good luck may be coming your way. That kind of thing. I think that she, if, if Vanessa had a very, like, cold delivery, very, like, straight, straight-laced delivery, because a lot of the things that she was saying was nonsensical, like, it, made, it, it went the opposite way. For example, she did say something about, will my sugar daddy, like, if you're wondering, will my sugar daddy leave me when I turn 25? Or is my grandma watching me when I masturbate? <laughs> if she said it very seriously. It would not be funny. As though it is I, do, a I, do think, I do think that's a question that pops into people's minds. Right. Sometimes. I thought about it. I have <laughs> absolutely. Like, if you know, if my ancestors can, let's, let's sanitize it a little bit. Like, if my ancestors can see me at all times, can they see me when I'm on the toilet? And if so, why are they watching? Sometimes I, I feel like, oh my gosh. Mostly like, when it's stuff that you're like conditioned to feel a bit ashamed of though. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, my grandma, is she watching? Oh, oh my God. Like a passing just happened. Are they watching me now? Are they here? Yeah. And I'm like, oh I think God. they've got better things to do most of the time to be honest. Well, I hope they do because God <laughs> knows I don't want them around. I guess I did like her little reference to ghosts though, the you in danger girl. Yeah. That was fun. Um, like one thing I will say about these improv challenges is that like, and this did descend into it quite quickly. The two go-to things are either like having a cat fight or um, having, having, having a lesbian kiss kind of eroticism kind of situation. I think those are two like easy go-tos that we can, that I, I would like us to move past as a people. It's cheap. It's a bit cheap. It's a, and it's this. I think these girls are better than that. That's what yeah. I think. Overall, I don't know who's going to be the winner out of this. For some reason, Poonie's sticking out in my head. The thing is, they've been conditioned. I think everyone in Drag Race has been conditioned that the stupider you are, mm-hmm. the funnier you are, because RuPaul finds that amusing. So there's a different kind of comedy and humor on drag race and that that comedy is look stupid do stupid disgusting things because we've seen rupaul 
react so good to it and mm-hmm. that now we think that that's what we need to do when that's not really comedy that's that, that is if you if you talk to comedian or anything i think that's quite desperate i do th- i do think as well we need to move away from the idea that um to drag queens who are occupying a feminine role and doing this kind of like quote-unquote lesbian kiss. I think we need to move away from the idea that that is in some way absurd or silly or funny or something because it kind of... I'm not, I don't think I'm being overly woke here. I think oh. it's a bit of a cheap gag at the expense, expense of gay women, to be honest. Yeah. And I think we can move away from that now. Um, oh, shit. You heard it here. Yeah. Dr. Thomas pressed. Yeah, I am. Pressed. She is pressed. I don't want to see. I don't want to see no goddamn lesbian kisses anymore. I just I do think <laughs> it's very like Katy Perry. I kissed a girl, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm gonna get attention by like kissing my fan who's also like girl. Um, I mean, Madonna and Britney. Madonna invented lesbianism. Oh, okay. oh, oh, we found <laughs> know, the exception. No, no, no. Oh, we found the exception. Madonna, Ma- surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay, yeah, Madonna was silly doing that. Okay, I'll admit it. Sue me. Sue me. Sue me. Okay, now let's get into the fun part. We've paused it, so let's get back into it, okay? Okay, um, before we get into this, Tom, let's uh, let's have a sip. Raise well, your cosmopolitan and have a quick sip before we get into this fight. Sip. My goodness, I need one. <sighs> it's very dramatic, very spicy. Now. Wow. That it was... It blew up, didn't it? It blew. Tom, whose fault was it? Let's just start with that. Whose fault do you think it was? Okay, I know. Now that's I... the fight between Vivaldi and Vanessa. Let's let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. <laughs> I don't think this episode was the very beginning. I think, as we mentioned before, the tensions built up. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's one of those things that happens in this kind of pressure cooker of an environment. Neither of these girls is evil or needs hate mail or death threats sent after them they just had an argument on a reality show that's all that's happened here they just had a reality uh, yeah they just had a fight and there were cameras i think a big part of the crux of it i guess the two factors that i'm seeing at the beginning of today's argument were um vanessa felt very sensitive about her um turban coming off and exposing her hairline during the coffee made which of course is significant for somebody with gender dysphoria yeah you know vanessa as a trans woman will be sensitive if she has elements of receding in her hairline um so we can all understand why she would want to seek a bit of reassurance from the people around her about that now, Not just reassurance, but she's allowed to feel upset. She is allowed to feel upset, of course. I she... mean, it's probably something very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, something very personal. Of course, of so course. She, that's not just, I mean, she would have tried throughout the whole show to never have shown that. I, I can guarantee you I've yeah. never known about this until today. So she's done a really good job at hiding it. Because as we know, she wears her beret. Yeah, exactly. Well, now I know Now I know why yeah. she wears it. Now I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why she always wears it. So this is something that she didn't want to be out there. But during a challenge and on TV, one of her biggest insecurities came to light. She's going to talk about it. Yeah. She's insecure about it. Of course. And she just wanted a bit of reassurance and to vent her upset. Now, Vivaldi, it seems, just didn't really understand why Vanessa was so upset in this situation. And from Vivaldi's point of view, she thought she seemed to imply that she felt it was a bit of a trait of Vanessa's through 
the season. I would say something we've not necessarily seen before in Vanessa, but something Vivaldi feels like she's seen is that Vanessa seeks a lot of reassurance when things don't 100% go her way. Um, okay, that's her experience of interacting with Vanessa, but her it means that her response to Vanessa's reassurance seeking lacks understanding and comes off as quite cold and dismissive and, for want of a better word, I guess, mean. And then that this, the fires were stoked from there, I think, and it just escalated. The lines that started it was, Vivaldi heard her telling other people about yeah. the problem. And I think Vivaldi questioned why she was doing it now, the question was this from Vivaldi to Vivaldi the question mm-hmm. from Vanessa to Vivaldi was this is that going to bother you Vivaldi said yes and that is where it starts now I'll give my 10p your 10p um, yeah a whole 10p I'll give you my my why why does it bother you why mm-hmm. does it why is it an issue why I don't I don't get it I don't I don't get it. I wonder if it highlights the different experiences on the show thus far with Vivaldi getting fairly universal praise and that's what she's become used to. Maybe she doesn't need to seek a lot of reassurance because it's quite forthcoming. Whereas Vanessa maybe feels a little bit more insecure in general in the competition, hasn't received the same amount of praise. So maybe she has done a little bit of reassurance seeking. But this isn't a great example of that because we understand why Vanessa was so upset by her turban falling off. And I think we have to remember that in the beginning, this is not... Vivaldi didn't know that. Vivaldi wasn't aware. She did not about, know that. All Vivaldi saw was someone going around seeking reassurance. Mm-hmm. But still, why does that bother you, girl? Yeah, it's kind of like, let like, her get on with it sort of thing. And like, as a sister, but, uh, like but, if I saw someone else insecure about something that they stuffed up with, I wouldn't be like... Bitch, get over it! Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't even think I would give my energy to it unless they asked me, and then I'd say, oh, it's okay, or I'd just be like, eh, you know, like, yeah. But I just think that the way that the response from Vivaldi was very lacking of understanding. It's very, it's not my problem. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it's not my problem, so don't bring it to me, yeah. kind of thing. But then I guess like when we get into the workroom and the, the fight continues, um, it seems like Tabitha's trying her best to be a little bit of a peacekeeper and she wants him to talk it out, kind of. In a peacekeeper, my ass. Do you think she she brought stirring? it back up. I thought, I thought... She's like, so, hi guys, it's really quiet. Shall we talk about it? I was like, don't, 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 that what... don't, don't try it. I, saw... to me, I was like, Shay. I'm like, you know what? Yes, good on you. You know that the, I, I was here. I wanted more. Maybe I'm but being Tabita a bit was, generous Yeah, Tabita was not the peacemaker. She could have changed the topic. She could have been like, oh, so what are you guys going to wear tomorrow? Oh, so what do you guys think about uh, our performances? She did what, do what guys... that in the room. She was like, oh, it's Tabitha tea time. <laughs> but she didn't. But she, she was like, y'all ain't talking what happened again? I forgot. My, my, like, come on. What I, th- you know, I may have been being generous, but I thought she was like, can we talk it out like adults and clear the air? But anyway, it didn't go that way. I think then we learn a little bit more about the undercurrent here. And we were right. There is something to do with the telephone. But Vivaldi has not thrown a telephone at Vanessa. Is that she's been keeping a secret telephone. Well, like, like Vivaldi said something that she said in their first fight many episodes ago, which was, mm. you can say what you want about everyone else, but when it comes to you, you're like, bam, bam, bam. She said that the first fight that they had... Have so, we seen that in Vanessa? 
No, but like, let's can we be honest? This is an hour footage of twenty four yes, hours, yes, yes, yes. more than twenty four hours. This is like three days condensed into that. We don't see everything, so no. Vivaldi's experience is somewhat part of our reality. It has to be considered yeah. what she's saying, so it has to be. But what I'm saying is that this is something that is, has manifested over time because this is the same thing Vivaldi said before. She's saying it again. So it's something that she has seen, which is part of the reason why she's not like all girly girl with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just think that it exploded so much and it comes back to what we were saying before. Like you, so is it a youth thing? I think I think you know Vanessa's been quite clear that she feels she derives a sense of disrespect from her interactions with Vivaldi. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of an edge of entitlement. Maybe there's a, a sensitivity there in Vanessa to feeling disrespected as she is something of a drag mother and she's used to being spoken to with respect and she doesn't really tolerate people being arrogant or disrespectful that's towards what, her. I think that's a big part. And it's very just, much Naomi Campbell. Yeah. You are not on my level. Yeah. You would never be on my level. Don't compare yourself to me ever. And I know we joke about that line because it's such a great line, <laughs> but I really do think because when Naomi Campbell said it, this is in the face. She said that to another judge. Yeah. Not to... Not a contestant. Not, not to a contestant. <laughs> Naomi Campbell said this to another judge. She said, don't compare yourself to me ever you are not on my level you will never be on my level so she that's and the the thing is Naomi Campbell is right Naomi Campbell was an icon and the judge that she was talking to was someone who had a few years and was upcoming yeah but she wasn't on Naomi's level even though they were in the same competition as judges Naomi was saying don't compare yourself to me you are not, I mean, you've not done what I've done. I've been, I have paved the way for black models. I have fought for black faces. Part of the representation in the model industry is because of me and my fight. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that Vanessa is coming from the same place. Vanessa has done parallel. so much for the LGBT, the drag, the, trans, the women. trans woman. She's been there. So she's like, just because we are in the same competition, you are not on my level. You need to respect me. And check your lipstick before you come for me there it is um I th- and then what it comes down to i think as well the added layer is that vanessa's kind of been keeping a secret for valdi and on the one hand i guess she feels as though you know oh you know i've been helping out by keeping the secret but on the other hand she weaponizes it quite quickly i just want to say this i have brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and whenever like i think i whenever i knew that my brother did something that I don't want that I shouldn't tell. Like, I think my brother had a girlfriend, and we weren't like we weren't allowed to have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And whenever I used to fight with my brother, he'd be like, "You better shut up." What do you want me to tell mom and dad? That? Yeah, you know what I'm. Yeah, you know what I know. Yeah, do you want me to tell mom? Because I'll tell mom, and then, and then automatically my brother will go from being this loud mouth. He would just be submissive. He'll be like. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So don't try me. Don't get me in because I'll tell mom. I'll go right now. I'll walk to mom's room. I'll tell mom. And that's exactly what happened that. here. Vivaldi was all like, you can say what you want, blah, 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 blah. But the minute she goes, do you want me to tell them what I know? Mm-hmm. She backed down. She backed down right down. She like, kind she of did. But she, was, she went back in time. But she was also like, she was putting on a bit of a front and being a bit like, I can't remember exact words, but the implication was like, fine. Yeah, she was like, no, them. I don't want you to, no, yeah. That's exactly, mm. Vivaldi was very like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. 
But anyway, and I think that was bubbling in there because I think Vanessa felt a bit like, why am I being disrespected in this way when I'm actually doing you a favor and I do have this information over you? Um, and that's exactly what happened. She's been keeping a phone. This was Fifi O'Hara versus Willem all Very over again. So. When Fifi was like, and you should be here knowing what I know. Except the difference though, Fifi was mad at Willem for winning. Willem wasn't doing anything mean or disrespectful to Fifi. She was mad because she was winning and we all know what you're doing. We all know about it. That was staged, though, because, like, the whole ruse about her having conjugal visits was just that. It was a ruse. There was, it was, uh, there were other reasons that Willem was kicked to off. To every one of our listeners who don't know the real reason, Willem was not getting conjugal visits from her husband. Mm-mm. Willem and production had an agreement that Willem was calling production out too much because of her knowledge of the industry and she's been yeah. on, um, you know, I was on Boston Public with you, you know, and when she was trying to, when she used those tears from China and that episode was <laughs> trying to cry. <laughs> she knew too much and it became a consensus with production and Willem that she's going to leave. And this is a story that they came up with. What I want to say is that Fifi is a great actress. Oh, Fifi is fantastic. She is fantastic. Oh girl, she she took that hint and she she took that and she made it a moment. Love it. Makes me wonder if she's actually in on it and maybe a production fed her a bit of information to try and produce that reaction. I mean, because Willem's the actress. This is phone gate. You have a phone, and you're wondering why is having a phone so but such a bad thing? A big part of the for me, a big part of what makes people so emotional is the the you you're cut off. From your support mm-hmm. system, you're cut off from your family, your friends, the people who keep you grounded, the people you go to, and they you having a you having a hard day, they make mm-hmm. you feel better. You're cut off from there, and that kind of makes you a bit more and more crazy if you if you aren't that confident on your own. Yeah, there's so much advantages to having a phone. Tap with the outlines so you can use it to look things up, yes, get inspiration. Exactly, and there's not a level playing field. I will say that perhaps this taps in a little bit to. Um, what Vivaldi has said about her struggles with mental health. And I'm not justifying her breaking the rules, but perhaps she felt, um, you know, in order to stay somewhat grounded and able to deal with this uh, competition, because I struggle with depression, I do need some sort of access to my support system. But, but... Everybody has their struggles and it still isn't fair. I want to say no, because there is a screening for all of the queens. Mm -hmm. And... They, they they do talk to a psychiatrist. This is something that should have been said beforehand that should have stopped her on the phone. Either A, she did tell them, I'm going to have to keep a phone for my sanity and it's been cleared, mm-hmm. so it's okay and it's not going to be an issue. And I mean, or, yeah. or the other thing is that she um, she lied and said she didn't have any, I don't have this these problems, I'm fine with, that, with being cut off. But, it so, does have to be the same for everybody for it to be a fair comp- competition. Yeah, and, you know, you know, I would hope, I would hope that the show would make provisions to help people with their mental health in this kind of terrible pressure cooker. Well, I have a feeling that that's not the case because remember we saw in the previews last week that Fred goes off mm. on someone for not following the competitions. I think this is the moment that she blows up about. I guess we're going to have to progress to the runway. I want to say that I'm here for every inch of this fight. You are sipping this drama like you're sipping that cosmopolitan. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy, isn't it? Too easy. <laughs> Alright, let's get into these looks. What is the category again? So it's opposites attract. So okay. 
to be honest, each girl came in with like a fairly conceptual, lots of like light and dark themes, like mm-hmm. love and death themes. Um, so typically high caliber that we're seeing from the girls in Drag Race Holland, I think. Let's go with Tabitha. What did you What did you think about her look? So Tabitha, um, I mean, you know, I just said everybody's a high cal- caliber. To my mind, Tabitha's was perhaps the least successful. Having said that, there were lots of things to like. So hers was a wedding and a funeral. Um, the wedding dress was like a little mini wedding dress, which didn't have the grandeur that I think a wedding dress should probably have. Remind me a little bit of like, you know, Guns N' Roses, November Rain. Uh, the bride had that kind of like la poof asymmetric skirt, but it just wasn't quite as grand as that. Okay. Um, I do think Tabitha, like far be it from me to, I, I just think like, her proportions could be could flatter her a little more. She she's got these like lovely broad shoulders that need to be balanced with the hips. I think that she doesn't always do successfully. Then the hair and makeup was really pretty though. And then in the funeral look, this is quite Mugler. Um, specifically, I think it was the Les Insects collection because she had like the the beetle like visor and the headpiece. And the kind of um, sculpted wasp waist yeah. kind of okay. black exist. It was a bit more executive realness than it was a funeral, yeah. though. If I saw this in a club without that headpiece, I'd just be like, oh. Do you know what an easy I'd be way... Like, ah, hi, uh, you were in a long blazer. I do, I, it's, uh, not, uh, it's not grand. Yeah. An easy way to transition into funeral from executive realness is have a little bit of a black veil. Yeah. It's easy. I just think Tabitha, the strong, the 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 runway isn't her strongest suit. Oh, we've known this since episode one. Yeah, um, I do think her second look was more successful than the first look. What about Vanessa's? So Vanessa Van Cartier, um, Vanessa comes in with strong concepts. I think hers is life and death. So the death was very um, uh, Dia de los Muertos, very um, kind of Mexican Day of the Dead. Um, the, overall, the effect reminded me. Have you seen that look? Th- uh, that film, The Seventh Seal. No. It's a film where like death plays like a game of chess with this knight, and there's this whole thing. In my mind, um, it was an aquarium type. Is it an aquarium or well, a seal? I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> but, seal. I know. There's um. Uh, no, no, no. Um, is, was it Ingmar Bergman? Um, so it gives me that kind of effect. Um, so yeah, overall, like super cool. I love the death look. Um, the life look was very, very pretty, and I felt felt like she continued this kind of like uh, Mexican Latina sort of theme with the roses and the embellishments and it kind of gave me sort of Frida Kahlo vibes all the floral bits and I thought it looked like a very expensive catsuit I like the rose embellishments and the asymmetry with the chiffon on the other side very it, very pretty overall it gave me Valentina yes and very Valentina making a dress out of Sasha's uh, petals well great well, I mean Valentina's Mexican so I think we're seeing similar things here thank you Thank you. No, thank you, I Paolo. really like Vivaldi's, um, what is that, funeral look? Vivaldi did um, love and not so love, basically. It was like Cupid Cupid and Cupid don't. Okay. I really like this Cupid don't look. It's just, I think that the, the bottom part where it kind of splits out in the strips of Whatever it is, it could be a bit higher. I think it's 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 a bit too low. I completely agree. I th- and it makes your proportions look really weird. 
I fully agree with you, Paolo. I think yeah. that's a really lovely observation. Yeah. Um, I, I have heard you utter it under your breath and <laughs> thought if I said it before you, people will think that maybe I have some fashion knowledge. I tried to credit you then. Do you see how I didn't undermine you? Well, uh, Tom, I'm not. I'm a very honest person. Well, too honest, honest some person. might say too honest. But I love that wig. Very Maleficent. Very much. Very Maleficent. Um, I completely agree with you. It almost looks like this corset doesn't quite fit her, like she's too petite for this corset. And it should be oh, what a problem to have. I know, right? Oh, no. Oh, my God. poor thing. These clothes just all swamp me. I'm just too small. <laughs> but this is a sample size? Oh, it's just... I'll make do with it. Very that. It's, I do feel like it's supposed to sit higher on her because... The flare, I think maybe, if I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, she's going for something a little bit avant-garde with this like mid-thigh flare going on. I love the movement of those kind of like, kind of, what are they, like leather or PVC, or plasticky pieces hanging off it. I did love the movement. Overall, not a big fan of the silhouette. Um, the Cupid look, I'm just trying to bring it to mind, actually. Um, obviously, it didn't, oh, yeah, it was kind of like this fluffy pink kind of... Uh, belted kind of little dress yeah it was fine with the Marge Simpson hair it's very like Marge Simpson dressed by Marc Jacobs it was uh, fine there pink yeah it's it's fine like it was she fine she wore drag volcano shoes she did wore them in both looks yeah, wore them in both looks <laughs> I mean come on Mystique Summers <laughs> that's a deep cut I can't do that <laughs> not on Drag Race. Not on um, Drag Race. No, who was it who actually wore the shoes? And Blondie, the guy from Blondie called her out on it. Chi-Chi, I think. You can't wear the same boots in the challenge and on the runway. I've seen Next this up, talk to me about Keita. Keita looked great. So her first... Keita came to win. The bitch had two reveals. She had two looks, both of which were a reveal. There, two looks, two reveals. So she had four looks. I mean, Kita, I'm not saying you're extra, but like, this is fantastic. So she comes out basically as Elvira, mistress of the night, doesn't she? It's a very Elvira look. You know, Elvira, who's judged. It's debatable that the first look of the all white one is a look. Why? Because it's just like a big Missy Elliott hoodie. Or we'll, we'll, co- we'll come to that in a sec. Well, let's do them one by one. So we've got oh. the Elvira one who, um, very Elvira. And then she transforms almost into like this Vera Wang type frou-frou kind of tool wedding dress doesn't she very very clever reveal in the corset and in the train the kind of overskirt loved it the second one yeah i get what you mean you look at it and you think that's a reveal don't you at least you know we've seen girls do this before where basically they the the first look in the reveal is like a like inhabiting a big kind of like bud isn't it It's, it's like yeah and then you kind of unfurl it and it's a gown um, at least, at least she had the good sense to have a tray, like a trim at the bottom, to make it look more. Like at least with the finger waved hair and stuff, I was getting kind of a twenties flapper thing from it. Okay. Yeah, and then she unfurls it, and she was full on silent movie star. I mean, she was a villainess in a silent movie. Kita came to win. I would say my two favourites of these four looks was like the first black one and the second black one. <laughs> what about say, La- Miss Poonie? Poony. Um so Poony Poony <laughs> Skinny and Poony. Um the for somebody who has such a high caliber on the runway, I would say this is not 
necessarily some of her more successful looks. Let's so, be honest, she's hit or miss on the runway. I don't think she's hit or miss. I think she's really good. I did like the the black look. It was very kind of like Morticia Adams goes to a fancy dress party as Zorro, you know? And the bodysuit was very kind of like of those Mugler bodysuits we've seen in the past few years. The hat was very witchy slash Zorro. I really enjoyed that. Overall, I love... Do you know what she did really, really well? Because not every queen does this. The... She lengthened her legs to create a beautiful silhouette by cutting the leotard very, very high. It was like almost obscenely high, but it created a gorgeous silhouette. Okay. So it was, it was very, very good. Like, you know, we see a lot of bodysuits, but this is a very good one. Um, I, I think I like that one, but I didn't really necessarily like the kind of like uh, red. It, it almost looked like a kind of like, oh, I'm going to a fancy dress party as, as, as love. This is what I'm doing. You know, it didn't look super avant-garde or expensive or conceptual. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I just think that one looks like Raiden. <laughs> or Kung Drake. Lao. Kung Lao was the one with the, the razor blade Raiden. hat. It's more of a Kung Lao hat than Kung Raiden. Kung Lao doing drag. Okay, yeah, as, as he probably has at some point. Talk to me about your favorite looks. Um, I think Keita's looks were just head and shoulders, really. Who's the winner? Today, I guess, like, Puni Okita, I'm just, like, there's not a lot to go off from the actual challenge itself. Yeah, there wasn't. The, the challenge was very, like, flase da. It was very flase da. It just, there was, like, it didn't really show talent. Talent? It's not like, it's not like a, it's not like a talent? it's not like a snatch game where you can obviously see someone who's got wits and the mm. bants and the, you know, the... Mm-hmm. the, the, the the humor and the comedy. It's not like the board challenge where you can see a creative construction. It's just silly, stupid in front of a camera. And it's, uh, I do feel like there are some cultural references we probably missed. I do think that. But I think in there's terms more. of performance, there was just nothing there. It was very empty. And then yeah. what, so what I have to do is judge it on the runway. And yeah, we all know that I'm, I'm not the best with fashion. Uh, but my favorite runway is Vivaldi. Really? Even with the second look, that kind of like... I love this look. No, I mean like the pink. I love them. I love... I think Vivaldi or Kira should win this week. You were quite critical of the, the, the way the silhouette wasn't really working. Yeah, but I still love it. Okay. Go off, sis. Go off, sis. Go off. Um, Kita wins runway for me. Okay, cool. Shall we have a see? Let's do this quickly. Let's congratulate Kita for a win. Wow, her third win. Clap, 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 Kita, clap. the true front runner now, of this competition. Vivaldi was called out on stage, and they actually went down the line to see what the other queens thought. And there was a general consensus that, girl, you know the rules. You shouldn't have done this. And the consequences should be disqualification. Yeah. If you break the rules, you're disqualified. Allah Willem. So... I thought they were going to disqualify her right there and then. Yeah, Fred said that she needed a bit of time to think about what to do. I don't know if this speaks a little to the favoritism of Vivaldi. That's, that's it. To be honest. It's for and me. I've, I've re- like, over the weeks, but especially this week, I've really cooled off with Vivaldi because even during the conversation on stage, Fred was clearly very angry. And Vivaldi apologized in a way that was very kind of like this is clearly what you want to hear from me what more do you want from me it didn't feel sincere i'm sorry i got caught 
Is very that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that I got caught not adhering to your stupid rules. For me, and for someone who, like, I do competitions. You do. You're a competitor. Well, in, in dance and now in fitness, the minute someone breaks a rule, it's out. For me, exactly. it's black and white. That's how things you are can be my world. best friend, but if you've broken the rules... Oh, girl, I'm sorry, bye. We'll talk after when I win. That's the conversation I have with here. Like, there is no... What do you have to think about? I'm going to tell you the vibe that I got, and I don't mean this to sound disparaging, but it probably will sound a bit disparaging, but it's my opinion. I said I felt. Um, what If I were to brand the vibe that I got off Vivaldi during this faux apology, I'd call it probably like Gen Z entitlement. Mm. and i don't mean that that applies to all people of gen z by any way shape or form but it is something that's prominent in kind of like influencers and people in the media of that generation you know it's very like i got caught i'm sorry i'm sorry what would you want from me absolutely so yeah i just want to say one more time there is no thinking about it Mm. like she's going home well i went home but we know that it was more complex than that. But. Don't just say, I'm angry. Oh, I'm stick to the fucking rules. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Don't, don't show me your anger. Show me the consequences. I knew when Fred said that they were going to think about it, that she would just end up being put in the bottom two, which doesn't feel fair against a competitor, really. No. For me, so at the moment, what we've done, we've gone all the way up to the lip sync. It's between Tabitha and Vivaldi. We've seen the lip sync. Let's discuss that. And also keep in mind that we have someone who's broken the rules. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't like Vivaldi. I'm just saying that for me, there are so many things in this world that I see very black and white. Mm-hmm. Not sticking to the rules is cheating. Cheating means you're out. And, yeah. I, and I really love Vivaldi's look. I I think that she's got a lot to bring this competition. I think Vivaldi is a phenomenally a talented visual artist. But you have broken the rules. Yeah, she's broken the rules. So that means that she's not eligible to continue in exactly. this competition. So I don't care how this lip sync went. She could have breathed fire. <laughs> she could have defied gravity. She could have cured coronavirus on all stage. All those things, all those things. I'm sorry. You're out. She could have whipped out her laboratory and just got to work. She could have fixed the Middle East problem. Oh, I don't you know. care what I don't care what she's done on that stage. You're out. So let's look at the lip sync. Uh, I, I, I thought it was very so-so. Um, one thing I need to tell Tabita is that you need to stop performing to your rival. You need to stop, yeah. look, you stop looking at them. Stop trying to engage with them if it's not going to be a moment worth remembering. Because when you look at your competitor, you make me look at them. And it's a sign of insecurity in your own performance. I do agree. When you start trying to amplify or change your performance in order to be better then. You should know you're better than them. Stop focusing on them. And that's what Tabitha did a lot on this performance. And I didn't like it at all. I do agree. I, I think you make a very good point there. I was rooting for Tabitha because of all the afford- mentioned reasons really the song was by Merrill who's one of the judges I liked the song I didn't think it was a great lip sync song but maybe it was because she was like talking about all these different things she does with her girlfriends and stuff so there's room for camp and acting and stuff Um, when I was looking at them I saw Tabitha a drag artist I saw 
Vivaldi a performance, like an artistic performance artist. I saw two very different people there on the stage. I think given everything that's happened this episode, I just think Tabitha should be kept and Vivaldi yeah, should go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like no one won this lip sync, but going off the mm. episode, uh Vivaldi should go home. So yeah. shall we check it out? Yes. There is, like, you know, we speculated the favoritism of Vivaldi, mm-hmm. but now it's confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. Vivaldi stays and Tabitha goes home. And I just feel a bit like it's not fair. I don't think it's fair either. And I think I think it spells out to me what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. I can see Vivaldi, like, she's definitely in the top three now. Um, whether she wins or not is another matter because Keita just has such a strong lead. So I do see Keita as the winner of this season, but I'm really saddened to see Tabitha go. I think she had a lot to love. She was a veteran queen. I love to see those old school queens getting showcased. Do you know what? Like she, if I was Tabitha, because they asked, she asked her, "How old are you?" She's 47, and then sent her home. I would have been like, "You made me say my age." On TV. I, I do, if I were her, I'd have said it with pride because she's got those years of experience that have molded her into the queen that she is today. Like, uh, okay, you're right. You're we've right, we've you're joked right. a little bit about kind of like Tabitha's aesthetic and stuff, but she's clearly a phenomenally experienced and talented queen. And I'm really, I am really sad to see her go. Yeah. And I could see Vanessa's heartbreaking because as we've touched upon the last couple of episodes, they're actually close friends. And also, I don't think that Vanessa seeing someone get away with breaking a rule yeah, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. something so it's it's wrong. Yeah, she can't. I don't think. She, I don't think. I don't know how it's going to respond, but it's something that she probably won't be able to fathom. Look, everyone, I know that today's been a double episode, and you're welcome. Bumper. It's been like a summer bumper. You issue. guys have got an extra long episode, and you're welcome. <laughs> okay, you're very just, welcome, guys. Make that walk to work extra long yeah. this week. You know. I know that when you watched the when you saw the upload, you were like an hour and a half. Wow, these guys are talking. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are, and we're, we're talking shite most of the time. Yeah, but talking, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, we had a few cosmos. So what? <laughs> you love it. You love it. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for joining. You guys, all of you make our day. We do, um, and thanks to everyone love... who tried to help with the subtitles problem thank as well. So <laughs> sweet <laughs> of you. Thank you for the Thankfully, we thing. overcame it in the end. But thank you so much. Um, as always, if you would like to write a review, please feel free to do so. Yeah. The best thing you can do is tell a friend, get us out there, because I think that we are the best podcast. Fullstopperiod.com. That's what I heard. That, that's let, let it be written. Yeah. Um, follow us on Insta and Twitter, but thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT Podcast. This is your host, Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>